What's up, Fudgepackers? Welcome to Pure Boys Podcast. Happy New Year 2022. Here comes the glue. I'm Adam and you're in. And I'm also Urin, but more importantly, I am very much Steve, and I want to welcome all you Fudge Packers to a new year of Pure Boys Podcast. This is our first episode in 2022, and there never shall be another. That's right. New year, new me. And uh, that's just my motto every year. Every year, I refresh my identity entirely, and uh, so this is the new me. Same as the old. New year, new pee. I always start the year off with a new diet. New juices go into me, so I make sure I have a brand new pee to start off the year. Yummy. New year, yummy, you know? And uh, (laughs) this is your asparagus year, right? This is where you're you're on that all-asparagus diet. I'm trying to eat as much asparagus as possible. It's been hard because of supply chain, mm-hmm. of course. Everybody's of course. been talking Panama about it. Canal, Suez but Canal. I, yeah, I did uh, dig a big hole in my backyard, and we're going to be keeping uh, asparagus all year. Congratulations. Uh, I hope that your asparagus crop it grows as bountiful as your love and the people around you. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Hey, it, like people say that asparagus makes your pee smell bad, but I just think it makes yeah. it smell different. It's, it still smells good. It just doesn't smell the same <laughs> as how it normally smells. It still smells good. I think we can all uh, <laughs> glom onto that and mm-hmm. take that into the new year as uh, you know. Uh, a battle cry, I guess, for our fudge packers. Yeah, I'm tired of people trying to tell me that my pee doesn't smell good. It smells good. It's just a different smell than I'm used to. But that's the fun yeah. of it, you know? It's like, you know, it's like when you get a new, you buy a new soap, and all day long you're smelling soap, your new soap on you, right? So you just got to get used soap, to it. Soap, soap, soap. Soap, yeah. soap, yeah, of course, yeah. Hey. I, I can't abide. It's 2022. If you're not Jewish where it counts, make sure you're cleaning under your foreskin this year. It's very serious. We're very serious about this. We're all about, we're anti-circumcision. We're pro, we're pro no smegma. That's the stance of the show. We should come out with a thing that like you press a button and it spreads your foreskin for you. (laughs) And then another brush comes under that and starts like, and you can like twist it so you can get at all the gunk. Great call. Yeah, like a wire brush that you'd use to, like, clean a pipe or, or like, a you know, a metal straw or something like that. And it just goes right in there and just really scrapes out the inside of it. Gets all that grossness. It's a two-pronged approach. It's the spread and then the scrape. That's (laughs) what I want out of it. Yeah, it's – you put, like – it looks like a metallic blooming onion that you put under there, and then it blooms it open for you to get your scraper in there. And then you just (laughs) – Scrape it out. Hey, 2022 is off to a weird start. We need to start with the, we need to uh, set the table correctly and get 2022 off to the correct start by starting the show and starting with the Pure Boys prayer. God bless our podcast. God bless all podcasts. We love you. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. New Year, new P. This week, to start off 2022, I am I'm so excited for this movie, actually. I'm so excited to talk about this movie. We are watching 
2021's Walking with Herb. Uh, a movie that I Ooh. saw the trailer for and immediately tweeted at Pure Flix being like, when can I watch this, Pure Flix? I need to watch this. And they said, calm down. I, we have you blocked. We don't want to talk to you anymore. Mm-hmm. When was it released? When was the day? The hour, if you have it. Oh, Christ. I don't have any of that information. <laughs> uh, vamp, 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 vamp. It, it was 2021. We can all agree on that. We can. It uh, stars some of the best cream of the crop when it comes to Hollywood. And oh uh, the vistas. Oh, my gosh. The vistas from these rich people's houses are <laughs> absolutely immaculate. April 30th, 2021. Okay, so I found out about it a few months later when Pure Flix sent out their monthly email being like, hey, guess what's yeah. coming to Pure Flix soon? Walking with Herb. Yeah, run. Don't walk to your local uh, store and grab this movie because yeah. it is a treat for the eyes and the ears. Run, don't walk to your jacket and take your credit card out and sign up for Pure Flix and watch Walking with Herb starring Edward James Olmos, a man who is famous but i don't know what for i i know the name but i don't know why he's fa- like what's his thing uh i think he's been an actor <laughs> for quite a while but uh the most recent was uh the remake of battlestar galactica that came out in the early 2000s oh, i don't watch that nerd crap i'm a man of god science fiction no thanks that's an affront to god we all know space doesn't exist we live inside of a bubble on the flat earth god's light shines down upon us and the ice wall protects us so i don't believe in that science fiction crap sorry unless it takes place here on earth not interested but it does take place on earth wink oh well i don't know what that (laughs) wink means i think you're trying to seduce me so I'm always trying to seduce you for sex. Thanks, man. Thanks. I know our wives appreciate that, too. They love that about us. Well, they want to see it. That's for sure. They don't want to leave us alone in a room just in case it happens and they miss it. Well, they missed, like, the early years, 3,000 years ago, when we were just, like, going crazy on each other. That's true. That's so, true. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. They missed out. Yeah, our wives are human people with human lifespans, yeah. you know, so it's, uh, there'll be others, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I'm I'm sure they'll be uh, glad to hear that part. <laughs> Our wives, I mean, my wife doesn't listen to this show. I don't know about yours, but she loves to pop in and be on it, but doesn't want to listen to it. So, yeah, definitely. She probably listens with her ears and not with her mind. She definitely listens to half the conversation while we record it live. <laughs> yeah, my half. Yeah, exactly. She's always tuned back in. She's listening. Yep. Twitter. Uh, yeah, of course, Twitter. Excuse me. Uh, gosh, I mean, oh, well, okay. Let's not get too excited about walking with walking with Chiz because uh, we got to get to the first of everyone's favorite segment, the inaugural tweet of 2022 from our Lord and Savior. You know him as the strongest man in Hollywood, both in terms of strength and in terms of heart size. It's time for... The Kevin Sorbo Tweet of the Week. So Kevin Sorbo likes to start off uh, the year. Uh, actually, this is from 2021, 20, uh, so oh. that doesn't uh, occur. Uh, it's from December 28th, 2021, 8.17 p.m. Uh, very late night uh, BM. Probably too excited for the New Year's celebrations to come. Already getting revved uh, up for it, yeah. Oh, yeah, he's he's horny for the new year, um, which is probably one of his tweets upcoming. Um, 
2022, the year. Tweet of the week this week is, we should throw a politician into a volcano as an offering to the COVID gods. Sure, that's a funny idea. Kevin, that's like, that's a pithy, funny tweet that I didn't expect from you. I, I thought, And he doesn't say uh, right or left, so he's yeah. he's going right down the middle. Right, but we know he means AOC, of course. But, you know, any uh, any politician could get thrown into a volcano, but I'd prefer if it was AOC. But any politician could get tossed in there. He probably wants to dive in there with Fauci. Well, Fauci's not a politician, so he doesn't meet the cut. He doesn't have the credentials to get tossed into a volcano. But he is a virgin, so I guess that still counts. Well, I want to ask Kevin Sorbo if he thinks Fauci is a politician or not. <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> That'd be a good tweet to send to him. That's how we yeah. break the ice with Kevin Sorbo, is we tweet at him, Hey, from Pure Boys Podcast, uh, is Fauci a politician or not? Yeah, and then his eyes go like red like a bull. And uh, (laughs) I don't know, do bull's eyes get red? I think so. That's not a thing. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure that's what that is. I think that's where the whole thing comes from. They they hate the thing that they see. So they see red, they hate the color red. Also, it doesn't it isn't it true that like they don't actually hate red, they just hate like swishing cloth. Like they hate like it's just that you're waving something in their face and that's why they're mad. Yeah, everything over a thousand count fabric just like pisses them off. Oh my! If you're not waving Egyptian cotton in my face, get the hell away from me. Oh yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Well, they they theorized like knitting and fabrics and stuff like that way before humans did, and then we had thumbs to do it. Well, exactly. Yeah, bulls invented. They used to do it with their horns. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you but it was have... a slow process. Oh well, because two of them had to coordinate. It was a whole big thing back in the Garden of adam and steven it was like beautiful to watch these bulls crochet and knit together living in harmony using their their horns the way they should as knitting needles now who knows what they are Uh, who knows i i couldn't tell you that was so long ago we've pricked each other so many times since then our brains are mush (laughs) exactly kevin thanks for nothing not even a tweet from 2022. Just a boring old yeah. 2021 tweet. Has he even tweeted yet this year? <laughs> Has he even tweeted yet? I don't even know. I think so. I th- I think that might have been on me because I was not looking at the dates. Um, <sighs> he's had one this year, and it's about hospitals. Who cares? Oh, that's not fun. We can't make fun of the hospitals. No. They're being overrun with COVID <laughs> patients. We can't make fun of that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It- you let us down, Kevin Sorbo. I let us down as well. No, I'll take half of the blame. You didn't take. You didn't. You didn't let us down. I let myself down when I cut the tip of my thumb off the other night when I was cutting up peppers. So everybody. Oh let down. man, you really did. Holy crap! That oh, was yeah. a chunk I could see even on this small screen. <laughs> yeah, that was a good one. I won't show you the grotesque angle. This is just. This is from the bottom where you can see that it's, there's a chunk missing. But I won't show you the gross part. Oh, just kidding. <laughs> Uh, did he go to the hospital? Oh, God, no. They're overrun with COVID. <laughs> <laughs> bringing it back. We're bringing it back. Hey, 2021's Walking with Herb. I got to say, I think this is my favorite movie we've watched on this show so far. I was super hyped for it when I saw the trailer. I went, this is exactly the kind of movie I love. And I think, I think we should reveal the characters and the plot as it comes to us. Like, I don't think we should kind of lay it all out at the start because what a journey this is. So, and then the people that come into the journey, what a treat they are. 
I uh, have wanted to say a couple of the names and the characters that are in this film uh, so far, but I knew you'd want to kind of slow play it. So uh, I've I've bit my tongue, but boy, do I want to get into it. Oh. But we got to get into whom's your beggar Vance of Little Fockers. You're right about that. Yeah, I forgot. We still don't have a theme song for the, the beggar Vance. Is there like a, let me do a quick little search here. Is there a, like a, a, a song? Did Will Smith do a song for the legend of beggar Vance? I think you should get a soundbite of like a golf swing or something. I think that's well, or I could just play this, this beautiful song. So, who is Baby Fokker's Beggar Vance? <laughs> well, what do you think? I I want to get to mine second. All right. Well, having watched the Christmas chunk of Baby Fokker's, I would have to say. That for my money, the beggar Vance is Dustin Hoffman and his pube trimming ways. I think that he shows the most support. He is there to be with Greg Falker whenever, sorry, Gaylord Falker when he needs him. And I just think that Dustin Hoffman really steps up in this role and shines as the beautiful beggar Vance of baby Falkers. What about you? Well, I accept your baby. Uh, Beggar Vance of the film yeah. uh, but I, I do have my own and I he's not in the Christmas chunk which is a well, little cheating it is uh, cheating and this is completely invalid but let's hear what you have to say yes I have to say my Beggar Vance of <laughs> Baby Fockers is Wait. Deepak Chopra oh! <laughs> I was going to guess Rob uh, Rob Delaney or whoever the guy was but yeah so Deepak Chopra, that's a good one. You're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, the, I, 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 did, I do need to correct you, though, because he is in the Christmas chunk. He is actually the cameraman filming that Christmas chunk. Right. Did we discuss that in depth? Nope. nope. Okay. I, 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 uh, I found that out. I was just doing a podcast with Deepak Chopra, and he mentioned that he filmed the Christmas chunk of Baby Fockers. So. He's a very mystical character. He comes in with his wise words and his... His just presence is very much Beggar Vance. Oh, yeah. He brings all the tang for Owen Wilson to slay. He's, uh, he brings all, and by that I mean the, the monks that he brings in. And, uh, yeah, I, I get it. You know what? I I concede Deepak Chopra is the Beggar Vance of Baby Fockers. <laughs> and that was Whom is the Beggar Vance of that film? Well, I'm glad we've sorted out a theme song for it. <laughs> We'll never get a title, that's for sure. Yeah, <laughs> and we're never going to watch The Legend of Beggar Vance either. I've seen it, I've, and I, I know who the Beggar Vance is. I don't. I don't know. Maybe we'll see in a year. Who knows? But Yeah, maybe. For now, let's go, let's go directly into Walking with Herb. Walking with Herb, am I right? <laughs> Walking with Herb. How do you say Herb? Uh, you say Herb. I say... Yeah. I say Herb how he wants it to be said. So if you say my name is Herb, I'll call you Herb. If you say my name is Herb, I'll go, all right, I'll begrudgingly call you Herb. Fine. But what I won't call Fine. you is late to dinner. And I won't call you a And I won't call you a baby fucker. So... <laughs> Deep back trouble. There's one thing I know about Edward James almost. He is not a baby fucker. 100% not. 
but he is in this film as yes. a title character. Uh, incorrect. He is not Herb. <laughs> that is. Well, he's not Herb, but I, he is the title character. He is the one walking with Herb. That's true. He is. Uh, the title yeah. is his action. But uh, should we? Well, Edward James Almost plays a man named Joe. Even though I have his name as Edward James Almost uh, all throughout my notes. Optimism Entertainment and Rio Road Entertainment present and Pinnacle Peak walking with her. Pinnacle Peak, which I thought was a real production company at first. When I saw that logo, I went, damn, that's like Buena Vista. That looks like a real production company. Uh, I'm less sure, but good for them. Uh, it's just some dark web stuff, probably. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you can either watch Walking with Herb or you can buy a, a kidney. Fresh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fresh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right out the gate. Never guts. frozen. <laughs> no, that's our that's our dark web promise to you. None of our organs have ever touched ice. They're all fresh. You get them warm, straight from the oven. Do you think there's a dark web commercial for kidneys that like just uses the Wendy's commercial and then cuts out Wendy's but just puts dark web? <laughs> all of our kidneys are square shaped. That's how we market them. <laughs> that's why people love them. Slice thin. Oh, and thick. Bacon on thin top of bacon on top of bacon. Thin and thick. <laughs> Oh, I'm getting hungry. Oh, me too, man. I'm definitely going for lunch after this. Hey, Edward James almost has a kid and a wife, and his kid's got a husband and a kid. But then, all most of them are dead in the next scene. So, well, well, well. yeah, yeah. It sets up. They're all enjoying a day in a living room. You know how you do when you're uh, grandparents. You enjoy a day in the living room. Yeah. And uh, you're introduced to his daughter and his uh, her husband. Husband dies. Do we find out how he dies? Uh, I think he died like in Iraq. <laughs> like I think he died in the oh. war because he's he. I think he was like a field medic from the sound, just from context clues. Because yeah. Edward James almost later goes like, "Yeah, God kills healers and little babies." Like, oh, okay. So I'm <laughs> guessing this guy was a combat medic then. So, well, and when you die in Iraq, your child has to take your place. So the five year old <laughs> child goes to Iraq yep. and dies as well. Of course, steps on a, a improvised explosive device, and uh, yeah. and that's it. And then we get to see a child's casket. So a little pink, <laughs> a little cute little pink child's casket. And Edward James almost almost is uh, <laughs> destroyed by this. He has lost his faith. Yeah, he. I I love during the funeral scene for his for his dead granddaughter again i can't stress how cute her casket is it's just adorable i'd love to i'd love to buy one and put it in like a a dollhouse or something like that that's why doesn't barbie have a child's casket accessory that seems like a missed opportunity to teach children about death yeah i wish i had anything as cute as this casket (laughs) when i die i want to be cut up into pieces and put in several child's caskets I just want an adult-sized casket that looks that good. I mean, the amount oh. of time that they've put into this casket is immense. Oh, it's beautiful. The pink trim, the lace, it's gorgeous. It's uh, Turn it into my bed, please. Anyway, what I love about this funeral scene is that they're sitting in the front, EJO and his wife and his daughter are sitting in the front, the survivors, the people left behind. And the priest is, like, reading their speech and just being like, you know, like, uh, you know, well, what this and that, as they say stuff... Ejo just like 
is trash talking God under his breath, like in the front row, just being like, yeah, God's a friggin' idiot. I hate God. Shut up, God. But my favorite diss he has on God is when the, the priest goes, they're doing the Lord's Prayer, and the priest goes like, our father, who art in heaven? And Ejo goes, uh, yeah, who are d- busy killing medics and babies? And Starter goes, dad. <laughs> Dad, come on. <laughs> Jesus Not Christ. the time or the place. Like, just think that to yourself. Don't say that loudly to your beautiful, gorgeous wife. I love his wife in this movie. I, I legit, she's like maybe my favorite character in this movie. Because I could never tell if she hates Edward James almost or not. Like, sometimes she does. And then sometimes she's just like super randy for him. I think I'm almost positive they cut a sex scene out of this movie. I'm almost, there's a cut that happens that I go, I bet we were going to see Edward James almost butt thrusting. Yeah, like when they're sitting out in the backyard and she starts kissing on him, like they should have made out and fricked in that backyard. I I am very horny for her. I barely could watch this movie because I was so focused on her beautiful eyes. She has, like, when the beginning scene with the granddaughter and the father alive and fun, mm-hmm. she had, like, come frick me eyes <laughs> so hard because that's how she portrays love, and I want it. I get it, man. Hey, but your wife looks at you the same way. Oh, yeah, every day. Every way. Every day, every way. Did you like George? Well, hey, she'll be, I guess we now it's time to introduce him because this yeah. is where he shows up. Uh, there is a child's funeral happening, and while that's happening, a cartoon character drives up on a motorcycle. And who is it? Why, it's none other than Latino-American George Lopez, carrying yeah, this movie on his back. Vroom, 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 on a hog. <laughs> yeah. Just, like, basted in God's light. You could just see the spirituality coming out of his butt. Oh, you might even say based it in his own light, but we'll get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Foreshadowing! (laughs) But uh, yeah, George Lopez plays a cartoon character named Herb. He is the one that you walk with in this movie. And if you need to, he'll carry you, and then you'll look back, and there'll be one set of of tracks in the sand trap. Very titular, very now. uh, He loves golf. Uh, which is evident (laughs) but from there that's we don't nobody meets we just see george lopez drive up on a motorcycle and that's it for him for a little while but uh he does like a sly smile or something and then you go to the next scene yeah he catches edward james almost his eyes and then he puts a v over his mouth and sticks his tongue between it and then we cut to the next scene ejo goes see that guy like sexually harass me at my granddaughter's funeral that was really weird hey yeah, very, very weird. <laughs> and, like, we know who he is. We George grew Lopez. up with him. We know him very, very well. I love George Lopez. Uh, but um, I don't think the audience knows uh, who Herb is as well as Adam and Steve do. No, certainly not. I mean, Herb's been with us from day one. He's a day one OG yeah. with us, you know? And yeah. it's just nice to see him getting work. That's all. Yeah. Definitely, he's uh, getting in there, flirting with society. There were some dark times there for a while, so it's good to see him out and about. Agreed. Uh, and 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 so from there, we cut to Ejo's house, where he goes, he, his wife's in the backyard, he walks out and goes, breakfast, and then puts down a cup of orange juice for himself, and that's it. 
And that made me laugh pretty hard that he was just like, yeah, it's breakfast time for me, not for you, but I'm announcing breakfast is here. He's too, too in grief. His, his life has been shattered. Uh, he loves singing to his granddaughter and he can no longer do that. Oh, and you know what? Thank, thank, thank you God for stopping Edward James almost from singing to his granddaughter. Cause his rendition of itsy bitsy spider, no, uh, muffin man is like, yeah. is like dark. Yeah. Haunting. Like I, I have it written down here that like this muffin man song sounds so sinister. Yeah. That scene is overall very sinister. He's, He's screaming Muffin Man at this poor little girl and then uh, throwing a blanket over her head so she can't <laughs> yeah. see or be aware what her surroundings are. <laughs> it's uh, it's very dark. But I love that he's like, he's singing. It looks like he's going to, like, if you told me that he killed his granddaughter, accident, like, maybe not even <laughs> accidentally, I'd go, yeah, I believe it after that Muffin Man scene. Because it's him going like, do you know the Muffin Man? And he's like putting a blanket over her face. <laughs> like, oh my God. And is laughing. She, is she going to Cackling. meet? She's going to meet the Muffin Man right now. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, it's a, and this is his favorite memory of her. Yeah, of we, all time. We see it. We hear this Muffin Man rendition many times in this movie. So get ready for the haunting gra gravel of Edward James Olmos's Muffin Man. But thank goodness we have uh, George Lopez to lighten things up and really start a groovy tone of this film. Absolutely. And also, I just say that in life in general. Thank goodness we have George Lopez to lighten things up. Period. Did you watch uh, the George Lopez show? As a as a Nina, I did not. <laughs> no, not even as a Nina. I didn't watch. Uh, I didn't have cable, so I didn't have Telemundo. Oh, Couldn't yeah. watch George Lopez show. It all comes back to that. You not having cable. I know. Sorry, I lived in Haiti poverty. Well, we'll go back in time and we'll fix that one day. Oh uh, no! It made me everything I'm not. Made me everything I am. So I'm good. Yeah, I want to change you so I can be the top. <laughs> I really loved that. Uh, so E. Joe works at a bank. We'll just call him Joe. Joe works at a bank. I'm not because I'm not saying Edward James almost every. That's so many syllables. I don't have time to say it. E. Joe. Yeah. E. Joe. Yeah. So E. Joe works at a bank. He's the president of the bank. And uh, but I love that he still like wears a name tag. I'm like, you're the president. You're yeah. probably not wearing a name tag, man. That seems like that's that's lower hierarchy stuff. That's not the top. People should know who you are. And he wears, like, a mailman-esque uniform. Like, it's not even, like, a good shirt that looks comfortable or anything. Yeah. Wear a suit. Exactly. You're, the, you're the president of a bank. <laughs> like, yeah. dress like it. Dress like you have... Dress like you're sitting on top of all the money we've put in here, my man. I don't... I don't... <laughs> in the same way that I wouldn't trust a skinny chef, I don't trust a schlubby-looking banker. I... I just don't know how we're supposed to feel bad for a president of a bank there's no way that money is an option uh money is a hindrance to him whatsoever mm -hmm. well for sure well i mean we find out that his daughter though definitely needs yeah. some money so his daughter it runs a non-profit school for homeless children and i went that's something that only exists in the movies. That's not a real thing. There's no way that's a real thing that anyone would care enough to educate homeless kids. So, uh, no thanks. Nice yeah. try, movie. Next, you're going to try to convince me that God is real. Well, good luck on that. 
Keep them in the gutter is what you always say. <laughs> exactly. And none of the homeless children uh, look homeless or look like they're having fun when we get one scene at this uh, school. <laughs> yeah, there's one kid that's in, like, a very complicated-looking wheelchair that I'm like, well, that kid's not homeless. That kid has, like, a motorized wheelchair. There's there's no way that kid's homeless. Wheelchairs are homes. Oh, well, that's what I mean, yeah. If you can sleep in your car, you can sleep in a wheelchair. That's the facts of life. They keep telling the ch- child this, but she don't get it. Yeah, she's saying, but I don't have a home. I don't have a place to live. And they go, you've got a wheelchair. What more do you need? We can't go in debt anymore just to give you more roofs over your more heads. Yeah, a man who might be Jewish named Gabe Berkowitz is telling us that we need to <laughs> tighten up our funds here. So they are four minutes... Uh, four months overdue on their rent, which apparently is $300,000. Who was paying for their rent before? Was it the dad? I don't know, because that is like a big chunk of change. Like, that's not, yeah. like, that's like Peter Rainus, where he was like, oh, I'm just in so much financial trouble. It's like, how mu- you're three months late. How much could you owe? Thousands of dollars? Oh my God, yeah. the, the fees must be atrocious on that. <laughs> and, uh, Ejo, like, is a president of a frickin' bank and lives in a mansion. There's no way he doesn't have, like, uh, 401k worth a couple hundred grand. Mm-hmm. You could get a second uh, mortgage on your house. Uh, you don't want to affect the retirement, though, I guess. No, sir. Well, he's not retired, but I agree with you. He needs needs The keep... future retirement. Oh, of course. Yes, 401k. I don't want to dip into that. Certainly not. Yeah. I... <laughs> How did this school get by? Like you said... If it was like if if it if four months late is three hundred thousand dollars, bake yeah. sales aren't going to cover that. How does like how does a nonprofit like if you told me that school opened five months ago, I'd go yeah okay that makes sense yeah yeah they opened five months ago and now they have to close because it costs them up like one point four million dollars to keep this building open. Ridiculous. Yeah. She opened it. Then the husband died, then the child died, and then she found out, oh, it costs a lot of money to run school. Oh, crap, I have to pay this every month? Get out of here with that. No way. I paid it once. Yeah, one time. Yeah. Well, she's in trouble. And uh, But then she meets Gabe Berkowitz, and I went, oh, crap, these two are going <laughs> to fall in love. Like, uh, the, instant, the instant that they're introduced, oh, they're in love. Okay, great. Well, that's going to be a story in the movie. All right. Oh, yeah, they're definitely going to frick from the start. Uh, he's very, uh, he's a Jewish man. Um, he's a big suck up that nobody yeah. would ever like in the history of time, although he bikes. Yeah. So that makes him. Cool. Yeah, but he bikes inside, which I hate. I, as soon as I saw him riding <laughs> through the bank on his bike, I was like, A, A, you had to get off your bike to bring it into the building, and then you chose to get back on it. Like, you didn't open a door on your bike. You you had to get off and then get back on. You're Philistine. You're Philistine, Berkowitz. He's too horny for me. I I need him to be a little less jacked. Uh, you can see his Peter getting a little hard in his pants all the time. Right. He's got his right pant leg tucked into his right sock because he's in a gang. And he's too white. Like, get them out of here. Chosen people, man. What can I say? Yeah, you live in New Mexico. How have you not caught a bit of a tan at this point? (laughs) 
Yeah, we should definitely uh, contact George Lopez or whoever did this movie and see if we can change his tan a little. Uh. <laughs> yeah, right, George Lopez. <laughs> so, uh, oh, boy. So, daughter's in trouble. You know, it's been it's been a day. Ejo's feeling a little worn down. He's sitting in his office when all of a sudden his computer monitor starts zapping and flashing and shaking like uncontrollably. What the heck's going on? I I don't know. This is some hacker crap from the early 2000s. I was scared. I was scared for Ejo and the whole bank pretty much. I thought uh, burglars were going to come in right oh. away and this is going to be one of those like hostage type movies. Yeah, a dog day afternoon for sure. I See, I thought it was the Taliban. I thought that they were like, we got your son-in-law and we got your granddaughter. We're coming for you next. Hey, it's the Taliban. <laughs> we're coming to get you. Hey, Joe, it's the Taliban. Just want to let you know. But no, it's worse than the Taliban. It's God himself. So yeah. Joe's monitor is shaking, and then in flaming hypertext, the words, Joe, it's God. I've chosen you for a special mission. I could have done the whole burning bush thing, but all the plants in your office are artificial. I went, what the yeah. hell? <laughs> no thanks, God. Pass. God is very upfront with what he is and what's going down, mm -hmm. uh, which I respect him for. I think that's what brought me to the early 2000s was the flaming text. Mm -hmm. I don't think anybody used that anymore. God does. I wonder if I can change my text text to uh, that. <laughs> you might have to jailbreak your phone, but I think you're probably onto something there for sure. And if anybody can parse text text, then I've done my job absolutely you're very talented <laughs> <laughs> thank you could you tell me that a couple of times during each record i'd love to it'd be my pleasure to tell you how talented you are oh uh, thank you very much joe it's god <laughs> joe joe it's god okay all right sure it is and joe obviously doesn't believe it he goes out into the main area and goes hey whatever jokester prankster is uh getting god to type to me on a computer <laughs> let it don't do that anymore and uh but yeah it persists god doesn't let up well when somebody loses their granddaughter you want to prank them right away so <laughs> nobody at the office was gonna do it so god did it you gotta cheer them up you gotta get them back on the horse and what better way to do that than to prank them the day after their granddaughter is buried in the ground in her cute little casket yeah very much so <laughs> god has been setting this up for a long time oh, this yeah. is one of his like ultimate pranks that he was coming up with on day four of creation uh, but it took a little while to get there. So he's he's excited too. Oh yeah, for sure. He's excited to give Joe an absolute un un <laughs> unedited, unhinged, psychotic break from reality and just have yeah. him well, lose his mind. Sorry, pal. That's what grief will do that to you sometimes, and you think God's typing to you on a computer. Well, that's why he loves killing loved ones, is because <laughs> he he just he can't get weighed into to get to a psychotic break. Of course. Well, like Joe said, uh, God loves to murder healers and small children. So, and yeah. he's not wrong. Like, God loves, yeah. he, God loves murder. That's one thing, like, as the OG original man, Adam and Steve, we can tell you straight from the bottom of our farts that God loves to murder. He doesn't want you to yeah. murder, but he just can't get enough. His bloodlust is insatiable. Well, he tried to murder 
murder us like a bunch of times yeah. very early on, but he didn't like program us to die. So that's when he had to create <laughs> humanity. Yeah. Yeah. He loves to destroy, but he didn't, he forgot to turn that switch on in our heads. Still yeah. hasn't turned it on. So maybe one day, yeah. but not anytime soon, I guess. It's been. He couldn't see the light in our eyes go out. So he was like, ah, <laughs> oh, frick this, and left us in the dark for a little while. It's been five And then created years. humanity. And was like, oh, their default is dead switch on don't worry about it you can <laughs> i'm gonna make every person that comes out from here on in is gonna be able to die and i'm gonna be the yeah. one to take them out most of the time god <laughs> he's cool like that it, it's it's not fun for humanity but it's really fun for him well yeah and kind of fun for us too because like you know we get a little yeah. peek behind the curtain we've been alive for five thousand years as long as the earth has existed and, and it's just like i don't know it's kind of magic to see it all come together well, yeah, and if we didn't love death, we wouldn't love John Wick. <laughs> well, exactly. And that's really what our lives have been leading towards, is the creation of the John Wick franchise. Yes, and this movie. Of course, yeah. You know what else? You know, so uh, Joe doesn't believe that it's God in his computer, so God sends him a couple uh, more signs. He prints out a sheet of paper on his printer that is written in gold, and Joe goes, but my printer's a black and white printer. <laughs> okay, wow. <laughs> what a Wow, it's a miracle. <laughs> But the absolute best, <laughs> the best thing, like, God says, I would have done the whole burning bush thing, but nah, then I didn't. What I'm going to do instead is send a, a dove to tap on your window and then wink at you and fly away. I'm like, what kind of children's magician show garbage is this? Like, nothing that's happened would make me believe in God if I didn't believe and hadn't met him personally. And this is the second time we've seen a dove wink. Because I think there's like a short scene with yeah. the uh, wife where a dove winks at her and a dog winks at her. <laughs> and yeah. I'm just losing my mind That's at this right. point that there's been multiple dove wink scenes. This dove is the true MVP of this movie. It shows up <laughs> at the most unexpected times to wink and to get into all kinds of mischief. Uh, I love this dove. I'm in love with dove. <laughs> this dove is really cool. He's very winky. He's very uh, light and fun. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, George Lopez is a coward in this movie. And by that, I just mean George Lopez the man. Because yeah. before he meets Joe, there's a scene of him. He's feeding a dog a corn dog. The dog that winks. He's feeding the winking dog a corn dog. And then he goes, okay, give me that. It's my turn. And he starts to bring it up to his mouth. And then there is a clear cut. And then he puts a different corn dog in his mouth. So this coward, George Lopez, couldn't even eat the same corn dog that a dog was eating. And a dog's mouth is cleaner than a toilet bowl. So you're a coward, George Lopez. 2022, the year we're coming for you. I, not, I agree. It's a very cowardly move, no matter the circumstances. But maybe the dog had AIDS, but winked really well. <laughs> well, how do you think he got it in the first place? Seduction. Well, <laughs> exactly. This guy, this dog can wink, but he does have AIDS, so don't eat a hot dog that he was eating. Mm -hmm. Even though he's really sexual and he's going to wink at you a lot, you if you're a bug chaser, go for it. But if you're not, stay far away and eat your own corn dog. Yeah, the, uh, the dog owner had to give a lot of exposition, a lot of explanation of this dog, <laughs> but it really just sold the, sold the whole thing. I love the idea of, like, you're sitting at a park. And a dog walks up to you, you're eating a corn dog, a dog walks up to you, you give the dog a bite of your corn dog, and as you're about to take another bite of the corn dog, a man comes running up going, yeah. Don't eat that corn dog, my dog has AIDS! And you go, What? <laughs> Hold on, <laughs> what? And then you eat it anyway, because no one tells me how to live. 
Yeah, but then you were like, I mean, you have a little regret later, I would assume. Yeah, maybe, if you get it. But if you don't, then you just had the best experience of your life. You shared a corn dog with a dog. Yeah. Dog aids ain't nothing to us, probably. That ain't nothing but a... (laughs) Ain't nothing but a G thing, baby. Well, I was going to say ain't nothing but a number, but that didn't make sense. So. <laughs> I think you should have followed through, but uh, we'll never know. We'll never know. Uh, Edward, Ejo is like ignoring this God stuff. He's back at home now. He's like, I don't care about this stuff. But the yeah. the dove, I think I have it written down as a pigeon in most of my notes, actually. But the pigeon keeps coming and dropping off little handwritten notes onto his lap, being like, hey, I love God or whatever. And then yeah. we, we find out George Lopez is writing these notes and tying them to a pigeon yeah. and sending the pigeon off. Well, and then the the note is given by the dog that comes in, mm-hmm. and he reads the note, and he's like, hey, a dove's going to come by and tap on the window yeah. and then wink at you. He's like, oh, my God, doves do exist. <laughs> I didn't think doves were real. <laughs> now yeah. I believe in doves, but I don't believe in God. Oh, no. Never more. So... Now we find out what God's mission is for Joe, and boy, is it a doozy. God wants Joe, played by 76-year-old Edward James Olmos, to win a golf championship of the world entire. (laughs) That's how they phrase it. you think they were saying world and tire? Like it was the tired sponsored <laughs> right. event. Yeah, yeah, like uh, Bridgestone had sponsored it or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, Bridgestone is a golf sponsor, I think, so maybe. You would assume golfers do have to drive. Well, exactly. Someone's got to replace the wheels on those golf carts. Why not make it be Joe? <laughs> Very much so. I, I really thought they were saying golf and tire for a lot of this film. <laughs> Until you saw the, like when they were at the tournament and you're like oh no the world yeah. entire what the what kind of phrasing is that like do better they could have picked a, any name for this tournament and they called it the world entire e n t i r e e they call it the golf championship of the world entire like not a great <laughs> name doesn't really roll off the tongue doesn't really not no, catchy no. enough Nobody would ever say that in the history of time, except for God, because he's crazy. Yeah, well, yeah, he's yeah, he's like I. He invented the word entire. So, yeah, he he is very much down to clown when it comes to becoming a golf star. Not really. <laughs> I get. I love that his wife is like, well, this sounds like baloney, and I'm the one who believes in God. So, <laughs> yeah. but let's see what happens. So he, yeah, go to this dirt path and. Uh, Find God. Yeah, follow this hand-drawn map that will tell you how to get to this golf course. But there's no, like, distance on it or anything like that. It's just, like, drive until you see a bunch of crosses and then drive until you get to a bridge and turn right on the bridge. And you go, well, I feel like I'm I'm going to see a lot of that on this drive. We're in New Mexico. My house is full of crosses. Every inch of wall space in Ejo's house has a crucifix on it. It's insane. It's so bizarre. And there's a lot of that, like, what is that light blue stone that's uh, very prominent in New Mexico's and Arizona's? Yeah, turquoise. I love me some turquoise. Turquoise jewelry is where it's at. That's class. 
there is so much turquoise jewelry in this film. It is a feast for the eyes. Oh, yeah. When you find out that this movie is about a dude, a very, very old dude, trying to become the champion of golf uh, <laughs> in the world. Of golf, yeah. I just, like, see the writer coming up with this, just, like, daydreaming in his shower, cranking it, <laughs> thinking about how... He would love to go back in time and become the best golfer in the world. And if he was young again, he could totally do it. For sure. And then writing this film. And also that he's just like, I wish I could just go golfing with George Lopez. Oh, that's all I want is go <laughs> golfing with George Lopez. Very much so. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this much. Here's a fun little fact. The writer of this movie is the irl father of the daughter like of edward james almost his daughter the one whose whose baby yeah. died that guy is dead he also died he died in like 2019 this movie's dedicated to him yeah yeah he's so, dead and gone dead and gone he's very old in the shower cranking it yeah wanting to become the best golfer in the world despite overwhelming odds and didn't get the chance to golf with george lopez but his daughter did so i guess you know it's kind of his dreams came true in in other ways well, the daughter got to watch. There's no females that get to play golf in this uh, movie. That's true, yeah. But if you're deaf, you're still allowed to come watch. So, But we'll get to the deaf character a little later. Uh, I love that when Ejo gets to like the place where the, the, the golf course, the gates close, and the dove lands on the gate and opens it, and Edward James almost goes, oh, it's uh, could be someone's either a fabulous bird trainer or not. And I went, well, that's the most <laughs> likely explanation, though, Ejo, is that... These are just well-trained birds. Like, you could train a bird to do that kind of stuff. It's far more likely than that's than God is existing and doing all this stuff. Like, I've seen yeah. Nathan for you. You can do complicated pranks now that are, like, mind-blowing. So the fact that he just dismisses that, no, there's no way that's a trained bird. God is telling that <laughs> bird to do that. Ridiculous. Open your eyes, man. He calls it a drone earlier during one of the earlier winking scenes, yeah. and that makes a lot more sense, too, than it be God. Well, actually, what he calls it is a winking bird drone. <laughs> yeah. I went, sure, those are all words. Absolutely, they are. <laughs> Not words I'd ever thought I'd hear together, but you're right. So this is the third scene where there's a winking dove. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's different doves the whole time, but... I'm guessing you're assuming it's the same dove? I'm assuming it's the same dove. Yeah, it's the same dog, same yeah. dove. Yeah, yeah. They're they're a crew. I mean that that dove lands they, on George Lopez at the end. So I gotta assume it's the same one. Yeah, they're definitely a crew. Uh you see a lot more winking birds, so don't worry, watch this film. Oh, absolutely. If you wanna see a very well done CGI bird wink, oh you're gonna love it. There's so much great CGI in this movie. <laughs> CGI golf uh, balls, wink. CGI birds. Boink. Turn, wink. And there's a lot of those like uh, sound bites in this film. Like whenever there's a wink, there's like a um, a heavenly. Ding. Oh yeah, yep. You hear a choir of angels sing. Yeah. You know what else is in this movie? Beautiful Buicks, brought to you by Buick, shown everywhere. <laughs> every time there, like every time Ejo is at the practice range, there is a Buick displayed prominently in the center of the frame. Like he he has to park next to the tee box or something like that, and so you just. It's it was really fun seeing who threw money into this movie like Titleist and NBC and Buick big time Buick and just all the great little sponsors. Quizinart. 
Cuisinart. Yes, that's right. The blender mm, <laughs> blends things up so good. I must be Buick blind because I didn't see it any Buicks whatsoever. Buick. I thought they were all Chevy. Oh no, those are beautiful Buicks. There is a lot of money that got put into this movie. The uh, all the acting is pretty competent. Mm -hmm. At least the actors are. The cinematography is absolutely gorgeous. Mm -hmm. As I said earlier, a lot of vistas when it comes to people who love golf. Oh, yeah, especially once you hit the golf course, it is just a rich man's paradise. It's just you can just see for miles. So just yeah. beautiful rolling hills and pristine greens and dirty old rough and, and tough sand traps and all the fixings of golf. Yeah, you can smell all the wasted water that could be used to uh, feed uh, poor children Yeah, in the grass. See all the wasted land that could be used to build a school for homeless children or whatever kind of crap you want to use it for. You get to hear the sounds of drunks yelling Baba Booey when someone tees off. <laughs> it's a beautiful experience. Pure Flicks, if you do anything with your streaming platform, Come out with Smell-O-Vision already, because I want to smell this film. <laughs> I agree. I want to know what Ejo smells like after a day of golf. That's what I want to know. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I have so many notes about his Buick. <laughs> like, like, there's a scene... After he leaves the, the practice course and he's driving home, there's just a scene where he's just driving and just looking very satisfied, like, yeah, this is good. But all I could think in my head was him being like, wow, this Buick handles like a dream. <laughs> he didn't talk about the Buick uh, nearly no. enough. And that no. I think it would have been seamless. You would have understood the character a little bit more if he talked about his Buick and how much he loved <laughs> The handling and the... Uh, the ride. Yeah. Oh, it's whisper yeah. quiet. You don't even know you're driving. It's so nice. It's got a backup camera. It's got uh, sensors on either side to let you indicate to know if there's a car in your blind spot. It's just what a beautiful luxury sedan it is. Oh, very much so. It is, the leather is made from real uh, cows. Oh, real they, cows. They'll kill them right in front of you so you know it's fresh. Yeah, they have a slaughterhouse at the dealership. Yeah, you, All Buick dealerships. Yep, you buy a Buick, they walk you in the back, murder the cows for your seats right in front of you, and they go, don't even worry about it, chief, we got you covered. That's the Buick guarantee. That's the Buick guarantee. I, I am sorry, I might I might slip into a bit of a patois here. Uh, I've been watching Empire, and Chet Hanks has just shown up on the show as like a reoccurring cast member, so <laughs> I got a lot of Chet Hanks energy in me right now. So <laughs> Yeah. You got a lot of gum in those greases. Oh yeah. Boop. All right. That's I can't. I uh, can't get into it. <laughs> Don't get it started, man. Once you pull on that cord, <sighs> oh, it's my all shit. I, I want to. I want to call you a butty boy. So I want to yell it. I want to <laughs> yell it at the top of my lungs. <laughs> Nothing personal. It's just fun to say. <laughs> Nothing personal. Nothing personal. You butty boy. Oh, God. All right. We need to move forward. Uh, yes. I love that. Uh, in order to squeeze in more time to golf, uh, Ejo like adjusts his schedule at work, but he holds a meeting to tell everyone that he's like, "Hey, thanks for gathering everyone. Until further notice, I'm going to be coming in at six and leaving at three. And everyone's like, "Why? <laughs> why did you tell us that? I don't care. You're the president of the bank. Your work doesn't affect me. Like, just come and go as you please, bro. You don't need our permission." 
come in whenever you want. You're 76, man. Come in for like a couple of hours in the morning. Who cares? Yeah. Just delegate. <laughs> for real. Send an email later. Skype in if you have to. We don't care. It's yeah. fine, man. Just get your bed rest. Certainly don't become a professional golf, an amateur golfer. Sorry. I'm surprised they don't have him like in a wheeled walker throughout the <laughs> golf courses. He walks. He walks with Herb all over those golf courses. Oh, he walks so good. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's got he's got such good legs. Oh my god. He's... And I'm not worried about his back every time he swings that club. Man. Like it looks smooth and perfect. Like George Lopez's foolproof method of putting Edward James almost looks like a gargoyle on the roof of a building while he's doing that that putting stance that he has it's it's so horrible and it's like the centerpiece of his skills is his putting it's yeah and the fact that he hasn't golfed in 35 years he tells us and then he's just like great at it but he's only great at it because George Lopez gives him magic golf clubs he's just like yeah here's these golf clubs that are gonna make you hit better Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, God. There is a, also a small scene where he tells the audience that he was a golf prodigy and he had a full ride to a college, but then life got in the way. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. It's crazy. <laughs> Here. But he still hasn't played in 35 years, and his body is completely different oh, yeah. than when he used to golf. Yeah, he's got, like, he's got a gut that you could hide two babies in he's carrying twins and his l4 to like s1 is just mash it's just a bunch of mush i mean that's that's sitting at your desk counting your money as the bank president for you (laughs) yeah he's been diagnosed with mush spine yeah exactly yeah you know what that's about you got a partial mush spine (laughs) yeah partial yeah partial Here's a real line that acclaimed actor Edward James almost delivers. Here it is. Ready? I'm a mustard fan. (laughs) I love how you cleared your throat for that. That was very professional of you. I had to sound my best. I had to do my best Edward James almost impression. He he is kind of one note as an actor, but you really are drawn into what he has to say. He is a very uh, good actor. I hate his character. I hate Joe in this movie. Yeah, I, but I, 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 I love his eyes. Yeah, well, me too. He's beautiful. He's a beautiful man. But he's, I, I hate the character. Like the character. You know who the character? You know who he reminds me of? Mm. The, whatever the hell the grandpa's name was in Cadillac Jacks. The exact, oh, yeah. the exact same energy where they have. He hasn't learned any new jokes since 1940, and he's just like this old man who is just like, hey, uh, I, I, this radio better work. I got it from Marconi himself. You know, like just like he's always pithy and he's always got a thing to say, but none of it's relevant. All of it is 60 years outdated, and he's still out there swinging a gold chain around, being like, cha cha, hachimacha. You know, just uh, pass, <laughs> pass on your on your uh, on your charm. Generation, Joe. yeah, exactly. Greatest generation, my arse, you know? Yeah. Well, he did go to war for our sins, and for that, we're ever thankful. Eternally grateful, yeah. Uh, Oh, and then we got Joe getting friggin' laid. Let's not forget about that. (laughs) His wife's macking on him. Well, he's getting this new body. He's uh, going and training every day, 
we get the shot of the Quisenart, so he's he's treating his gut right finally. Yeah. He's... So his wife is understandably horny as hell. Yeah, of course. She, well, we it's proven. The older you get, the hornier you get. That's just the way it goes. Well, yeah. So definitely. And when you're dating a man as thick and as beautiful as Edward James, almost you gotta you gotta cream your jeans once in a while. You think they're just dating? I thought they were married. Oh, they're married. What did I say? Girlfriend? He said, I mean, you're dating someone like Edward James almost. Well, I never stop dating. I'll date my wife till I die. Hey, amen to that, brother. I know what that's all about. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if it's bossy. Ooh. Well, but his wife, his wife, I can't remember exactly what she says to him when she's kissing him, but she's like, She's like, f- like whispering sweet nothings to him, and she's like, "We've got a, we've got our, uh, we've got our love, and we've got our life back, and we have our desire." She says to him, and he's just like, "You can hear him hitting his zipper. It's, uh, it's amazing." Yeah, it's amazing that he can still hit a zipper at that age. I'm barely making it nowadays. Well, she's uh, she's my old age. She put a little something into his kale milkshake. Oh yeah, she grinded up a Cialis. Yeah, she drugged dropped, her husband. She threw just the box and everything, the whole thing. She just took a box of Cialis and put it in his blender. Didn't unwrap it or anything. Just ground it up and fed it to him. And now he is. It's hard to walk. It's hard to walk with herb when you're fully torqued. <laughs> that is definitely the subtext of this whole movie. Uh, we get a bunch of montages, training. Love between the Jewish man and the daughter. Oh, well, let's not skip over this montage, though, because this montage oh, no. this montage made me fall in love with this movie. And uh-huh. uh, and it's because of... Oh, crap. Hang on. I didn't get anything. I didn't get this ready. I should have got this ready. Uh, so... They go to the tournament, right? We go to yep. we go to this tournament. We got to see... Uh, got to go to the world entire qualifier, right? Yeah. But first, we've got to get a little uh, a little jam going to play over top of a montage. And what better song to play in a religious golf movie than this banger? That's right. We get the Lost Lonely Boys Heaven playing over. Th- and the minute I heard those notes, I was like, I love this movie. This is my favorite movie we've ever watched. I friggin' love Lost Lonely Boys. I love How Far Is Heaven. Phenomenal. It's just made my whole life. Well, this uh, song tells us a bunch of things. But one thing it tells us is that they're serious about God in this movie. The other thing that the, it tells us is that they, they really put some time and some money into this film to express what is happening why do you think they got the buick sponsorship they had to pay lost lonely boys for the rights to this song we're not gonna do that we don't have a buick we don't even have a papa john sponsorship we're just stealing this music we're not we're not paying for it it doesn't come cheap that's for sure that's right and we're gonna make a million off of it of course we are yeah of course we are what do you think our next theme song is gonna be it's probably gonna be how far is heaven if i have my way about it <laughs> if God had his way about it, for sure. Absolutely. But uh beautiful montage of yeah, 
MILF daughter and Jewish guy falling in love and Edward James almost getting good at golf. He has to play the last year's champion in the first round of this tournament because he's the lowest seed in it. And uh, yeah. no problem. <laughs> Whoops his ass. <laughs> like, just cry. We don't even see him beat him. It's just like, yeah, he beat him. And moving on to the next round. Who cares? He is permanently the lowest seed in this uh, movie, (laughs) which may be a dig at his uh, sperm count. I don't know. Maybe it's just a Latino heritage. Who knows, right? Who knows how racist (laughs) or not racist the creators of this movie were? Yeah, I don't know what it's trying to say, but I know it's trying to say something. Oh, yeah. Most of my notes from here on in are just me writing, great putt, (laughs) Ejo. Great drive, (laughs) Ejo. Well, yeah, like, the first 30 minutes uh, of this movie are basically what we've talked about. They they kill off the family very quickly. Well, immediately. They input the mission from God very quickly. And then it's just kind of a series of golf and uh, montages after that. It's like 55 minutes of golf tournament. Like it's, yeah. like, it's just people putting and hitting and then getting to know each other a little bit and then putting more and hitting more. And meanwhile... How far is heaven is playing? And it's beautiful. It's my dream. Yeah. The world entire uh, tournament um, is so long. It's a huge chunk of this movie. Yeah. And it's like multiple tournaments. Like this is the qualifier. And then they go to like Tampa. And then they go like they go to all these different places to play in golf tournaments. But they all look the same. So you're just watching golf for the last 45 to 50 minutes. Yeah, well, you're hitting dingers all day as a golf person, and you just gotta put your mindset in the in the head of a golfer. Exactly, just serene beauty and landscapes and cranking balls on beautiful grass. Oh yeah, and knowing that when you're done here on the course, you get to go back to your beautiful Buick and just take a nice luxury cruise back to your house or hotel wherever you're staying. It's uh, maybe you're staying in a hotel that's got free HBO, like you're Edward James Olmos. <laughs> in kind of a slumlord type of place. And George Lopez doesn't do those type of places anymore. He he has to say something. Of course he does. Yeah. I. Uh, but t- tough. You didn't pay for it. You didn't get the per diem, George Lopez. So guess what? You're staying yeah. in the crappy hotel. Not a crappy. It's got free HBO. That's a great hotel. We're talking about it. That's a premium service. It is a premium service. I you I stand corrected. I would love to stay in a hotel with free HBO. Yeah, me too, man. I'd love to have free HBO, but I don't. So what can you do? Well, you can't do anything. You no. got to sit there and take it I like loved, a man. I loved when Ejo, his wife, his daughter, and Gabe Berkowitz or whatever his name is, they all are having supper together. They're having a great time. Daughter and Berkowitz are hitting it off. They're starting to like scissor or whatever, and. uh for, for apropos of nothing, the daughter goes, Dad, what's your favorite day? What was your favorite day? And her dad goes, Well, my favorite day was when we adopted our little bean dip 35 years ago. And then everyone's laughing and talking over each other. And then you just hear what is clearly like ADR, someone going, I'm the bean dip. Oh, okay. The, the <laughs> daughter's bean dip. Got it. That's her name. Okay, got it. Good. Excellent. Well made. <laughs> Clear as much. Adopted? what they say she's adopted gross yeah and like also you wouldn't say that the other way like 
He's only saying that because he's Latino and she's a white kid. If they had adopted a little Latino boy and they were white, they wouldn't go, well, we got our little bean dip that day. You go, no, 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 you can't, you can't call a child that. That seems inappropriate. Yeah, you go with little Nina. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> uh, what else? What else happens in this stupid... Oh, yeah. Oh, the Muffin Man... He goes to the school yeah. of the uh, poor children, and there's a rendition of the Muffin Man that breaks him. Oh, I, well, I think it's all the sign language that they're doing. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't like sign language, mm -mm. and so he goes to a cliff. <laughs> yeah, walks right. Well, first of all, he has to go home and look at a picture that on his mantle that I was sure when I saw it was just a picture of his big old hog on his mantle yeah. and then a little closer and it's a baby holding his finger but it looked like it looked like <laughs> it looked like him holding his big old hammer in his hand yeah it looked like a hot dog in the right place you know what I mean exactly like a hot dog thrown down your hallway oh my god that's so sexual I love it <laughs> uh but yes he, uh, Edward James almost has another psychotic break and just walks yeah. out of their house to a cliff that's by their house that we've never seen before, even though we've seen many establishing shots of them living in the desert. But there's just a cliff and ocean there, I guess, as well. And uh, it's pouring rain. It's the middle of the night. It's very dark and scary. But luckily, yeah. George Lopez is there to stop him. And almost kill him. It's a stop, kill, kill, stop situation. For sure. It... it George Lopez is very much the Suge Knight to Ejo's Vanilla Ice in this scene. Like, he's <laughs> dangling him off the cliff at one point, being like, well, I can just let you go and you'll die right now, but you don't want to die, do you? I can just let you go and kill you, though, but you don't want to die. It's like, oh, my God. Aren't you God, George Lopez? Like, what are you doing? That's how God plays it, baby. Uh, and I feel like the writers implanted this scene after a couple of edits because... If they didn't, it would have just been, like, family death tragedy mission and then, like, 60 minutes of golf. <laughs> yeah, you got to have something to break it up in the middle there. Yeah, you have to have some kind of crisis, and what better crisis than a dead granddaughter? True. I did love that Ejo says, uh, I'm incontinent, gutless, and spineless. I'm just kidding. He actually says incompetent, but that's an easy joke you can make. <laughs> hey, you can make that joke at home if you want. Take that home with you. Next time someone says they're incompetent, say, actually, you're incontinent, and then everyone will have a good laugh. Well, you know, low-hanging fruit is the ripest and most delicious. Exactly. Please don't say the ripest ever again. You didn't like it. I didn't like it. It did. It made me pause too long. Yeah, your penis went in. I'm going to start calling you the ripest if you're not careful. <laughs> so you get to say ripest all over the place, but when I say it, yeah, you're Steve. It's a cringy algorithm. You're Steve the ripest. Everybody knows that about you. <laughs> Fresh off the vine, the biggest ripest in the room. Uh, oh. <laughs> so. Oh man. Oh, okay. Before we go any further. I know I've mentioned Empire already, but I need this. I need to tell you about one scene that happened in Empire, okay? This okay. is my Empire Minute. I'm taking one minute to talk about Empire, my favorite show ever. Uh, there is a scene where Lucius Lyon, played by Terrence Howard, is uh, he's in a chapel at a hospital. Somebody he loves is like had a heart attack and is in trouble, and he's like very upset about it. So he goes into this chapel. There's a crucifix on the wall. Lucius Lyon is a very bad man. Goes up to the, the crucifix, and he goes... You and I haven't talked in a while, God, but you're not going to take my loved ones from me. 
He grabs the crucifix off the wall. It's a giant crucifix. He grabs it, slams it onto a table, and then puts, like, grabs the Jesus by his neck on the crucifix and goes, if you take my loved ones from me, then I will destroy your world like you've never seen. And he's, like, choking out a crucifix. And I went, that's the wildest thing I've seen on television. (laughs) I love it. That's amazing. I wish we would have done a midweek freak treat about all six seasons of Empire, but that's fine. It's the best show ever. Check it out on Disney Plus, not a sponsor. Uh, I feel like that's going on in Ejo's mind this whole movie. Oh, yeah. Like he wants to choke Jesus, but he has the uh, old 70-year-old restraint. Yeah, he's got old man strength, but he doesn't have the like... Like he's got the old man hand strength, but not the old man body strength in order to like body slam Jesus and choke him. You know, he can golf, but that's about all he can do. Yeah, that's all he can do physically. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> then we get this weird shot of Ejo running through his house to wake up his wife, where he's like, yeah. like an old crippled man, but just like running, <laughs> like, oh, honey, you gotta wake up, and wakes her up to see that the garden that they planted is fully in bloomed and just like I know like a cartoonish amount of flowers are everywhere and I guess God did that for them I guess somehow yeah the last uh part of the, this garden is a huge thing for the wife the wife has to have something and it's a garden and it gets destroyed by bunnies because Ejo doesn't get the mesh the wire mesh to go around the garden mm-hmm. uh but he finally does and but the garden is trash um nobody likes this garden it looks like crap but then he wakes up and it's beautiful which like i love that god was like ah i was gonna do the burning bush thing but that was a little too much but then he's just doing all of this nonsense like he's doing all this like yeah for no reason the next day a billion flowers bloomed in your garden well that seems like insane god like i feel like that's not a thing that would happen so are you showing off or are you not showing off it seems like it's a prize for not jumping off the cliff <laughs> well maybe yeah that's a good point but for a god who says he doesn't like to show off he shows off constantly in this movie main yeah. the way he shows off is in the slick new design of the 2022 buick caliber beautiful <laughs> buick <laughs> Beautiful. The ride is nice on this Buick. Oh, and Keyless you can take it entry. anywhere. Up hills, down hills, oh, rivers. Wherever you want. Up the hill, down the hill, park it on the street. <laughs> it's As a Buick, it can go anywhere. Keyless fob for entry. Oh, my God. Satellite <laughs> radio. Whoa. Heated seats. You don't want those in New Mexico, but they're an option. If any, if I ever go shopping for a new car ever again, and the guy sells me on a keyless fob, I'm gonna slap him. <laughs> if I buy a new car eventually, and it's not a beautiful Buick, then I'm not interested in it. <laughs> we should be the faces for our company. Yeah, for we lots can of companies. Sell. I've owned two Buicks in my life, legitimately, not not as a bit for this show. I've owned Buicks. I love Buicks. <laughs> They're fine. Yeah, but Who that gives was by fours. Cars are cars. They're all the same. It doesn't matter if it's a Buick or a Cent, whatever. It, who cares? It's all nothing. Yeah. So you might as well get a Buick. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> get a Buick, man. Please. Uh, what did you think of Faraday? Um, I think his voice is very hypnotic. I think he has everybody on Earth 
uh, hypnotize, and he's probably the devil. <laughs> he's probably Nick Mancuso. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> Macaluso. Yeah. I in in disguise. Oh, absolutely. He's got a VR headset on. He's teaching everyone about the Day of Wonders or whatever. I loved Faraday. Faraday is just like a color commentator who yeah. I didn't realize is is a real person. David Faraday mm-hmm. is a real man. And I didn't know. I thought he was just a character named Faraday. And I was like, I want a whole Malibu Dan spinoff series about Faraday. I could watch Faraday eat a peach for hours. Well, that's the thing is that like golf is a very boring sport, but he really brings a lot of erm to it. Oh yeah, and like a very a completely unplaceable accent. <laughs> Just yeah, you're trying to figure out where apparently he's from. Irish, but he was born in the UK, so I don't know. Yeah, good luck to you, Faraday. Good luck, David Faraday. Whatever, you got a great voice. I don't know, the way he talks is just very infectious. Uh, I could listen to him for hours. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I, I loved him. I loved him. I loved. I already loved him. I already loved him. But now it's time to go to Palm Springs for the World Entire Championship. And uh, very exciting stuff. Uh, seemingly for... So just George Lopez and, and Ijo go there. But apropos of nothing, his wife and daughter go, you know what? Let's rent a bus and take all the homeless kids there too. <laughs> we can do that, right? With also, a bunch of bikers. Yeah, and also bring no kids. Like, when they get to the yeah. tournament, it's the mother and the daughter, and then a bunch of bikers for no reason, and zero children. <laughs> like, what happened on this? Did you go to the beach from old, and all the kids grew up into bikers, and you went, that's good enough, let's bring them with us? Well, they probably figured out that these bodies uh, have weight and create a lot of gas mi- money mm-hmm. and mileage. So they probably just dumped them off. That's the cool thing with homeless children. You can just leave them wherever you want because they're already homeless. Well, exactly. Yeah, and who wouldn't? Who wouldn't? Who would rather live in Arizona or New Mexico or in Florida? Well, I'd rather live in Florida than New Mexico if I'm homeless. I think. The panhandling's a lot better in uh, in the swamps of uh, Florida. I love. The, in my head, they rented a bus. They got all the stuff set up, and then they went to talk to the parents of these homeless kids. And every parent went, "No, you can't." take my child across state lines like unexpectedly at the last minute to watch your husband play golf no no you're absolutely not allowed to do that so they just brought an empty bus all yeah. the way to palm springs it cost them a fortune they regretted every second of it and then bikers are there too for no reason i, I thought we were going to get a spin-off to sons of thunder or something like that but doesn't seem like that's the case well they probably hit a convoy of bikers and destroyed all their vehicles and then had to take them on the bus to this golf tournament. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. That makes the most sense. I, most sense. How did they get the biker? Anyway, I don't It's never explained <laughs> where the bikers come from. But now. But then we're introduced to the tournament. Yes. The world entire. Yes. Uh, and then we're also, uh, you know, introduced to the villain of the piece. I guess you could call him. I, maybe I would just say, like. His opponent. He's not even really a villain. They're kind of like friends by the end. It's, it's weird. Well, he's very rat-faced. He's also slamming hey, his clubs all over the place. You watch yourself, I think we're Mr. supposed to hate him. Yeah, but you watch yourself. We're talking about a hero, all right? We're talking about yeah. the man who helped stop Sauron, the, one of the most important people in history. Archie Borthwick. <laughs> A.K.A. Uh, Pippin. 
Pippin. Pippin. in the house. Pippin's Real in the house. stars. Billy Boyd. Pippin is here. And uh, what I love about Billy Boyd's or slash Pippin's character, Archie Bunkaduke or whatever his name is. Borthwick. Yeah. Archie Marmaduke. I love that they keep calling him a young man and keep going like, this young guy has got all these tournaments under his belt. He is this. Oh, this young buck. This young man is trying to impress his father. This young man is this. This young man. Hey, how does it feel playing against someone who's twice your age, young man? Edward James almost is 76 years old. Billy Boyd is 53 years old. He is as far from a young man. Like, they keep calling this guy a young man when he's got gray hair and crow's feet and a worse hairline than I do, and he just looks old as hell. I just just blew my mind that they just uh, did you think you were gonna trick us movie like we can see him he's an old man <laughs> his chest does look very developed which uh, brings his age down by about five to ten years other than that his gray hairs tell the story his uh, if we could see his pubes we'd know exactly what we're working with oh yeah um, but we don't get to see enough pubes in any movie no but we do get to see someone else's pubes in this movie. And you might go, well, who are they going to get to caddy for Pippin? Who would be the perfect fit for Pippin in this golf movie? Well, don't even worry about it. They freaking found it because it's Shooter McGavin. Shooter McGavin yeah. is his caddy. It's, and, like, in my head canon, that is Shooter McGavin. Like, the yeah. way he's talking about golf and how he used to be a golfer, I go, yeah, this is, takes place in the Happy Gilmore universe. Fine, whatever. God made Happy Gilmore hit the ball hard. Good for him. The only thing that kind of rubs the wrong way with uh, ha the Happy Madison universe is that <laughs> Shooter McGavin in this film is like a nice and pleasant guy throughout the whole thing. He's just a groovy guy who wants to do groovy golf. But it's also, we're 30 years removed from Happy Gilmore at this point. Yeah. So he could have grown oh, yeah. up a lot. He's probably not telling people that he eats pieces of shit for breakfast anymore. I'll tell you that much. Well, the loss to Happy Gilmore during that tournament really probably incited some self-reflection, for sure. But that's what I mean. Like, I'm, I, in my head, this is the natural progression for Shooter McGavin. He was humbled yeah. in the 90s, and now he's a better man giving back to the next generation of golfers. Yes, I'm in agreement. Excellent. I wish we could have got a, um, I don't know a cameo by someone else from happy gilmore i can't maybe a subway promotion or i don't know i can't remember what that movie what happens in it shoot him again that's all I uh subway eat subway yeah of course maybe a crocodile could show up and bite edward james almost his hand off or something oh oh yeah <laughs> uh, when he's trying to golf or putt that last ball like mm -hmm. a alligator coming out <laughs> well i mean other miraculous things do happen during that last hole so i guess we, yeah a crocodile yeah a crocodile jumping out and biting his hand off would be like would be crazy but wouldn't even be the craziest thing that happened on that hole like well, other crazy yeah. things have happened so on that hole just on that hole yeah uh huge drive from pippin huge putt from edward james almost these are my notes yeah and that's like for 40 minutes or so yep yeah, he's like a fart in a spacesuit. He just won't go away. Mm. <laughs> Take that one back right. to the lab. Work on that one a little more. That's not very I disagree. Good. I think that was the pithiest line in a great way. I've never heard an astronaut talk about farts. Like, 
it's got to be not great, right? Like to fart in a spacesuit. Well, I mean, everyone likes to smell their own brand, but like, do they? Do you? Sh- you don't share spacesuits, right? Everyone's got their own. I'm guessing there's a filter on the underwear or plugged into the butthole. Right, because you pee and poop in those suits too. If you want to, you can hold it well, if I want you want to. to too, and like pee in the poop toilet. Well, I want to though. Okay, so if you want to, there's uh, tubes and diapers for uh, your service. That's why they have to make it so big, the suit. All right, well, fair enough. And that's, you know, that's, uh, well, that's space for you. That's a space for you. (laughs) Hey, I heard about your family. I heard about all the death. Thanks, I really appreciate that. He didn't say anything nice. He didn't say anything nice to you, Edward James Almost. He said he heard oh, death came for your family. That's all he said. Yeah. We're, we're in the final round. Um, Pippin is starting to wake up, smell the roses, mm-hmm. look at his uh, deaf wife in love and care, mm-hmm. and realize that he's being a dingus. Like, is it just me, or did her, like, yabos get bigger as the tournament went on? Like, was God working Who, The me- daughter or the blind The bl- The deaf woman. Uh, Pippin's wife, the deaf woman. It, it felt like when, when we first meet her, she's like an A, and by the end of the tournament, she's like a double D, and she's cheering and jumping up and down. God works in mysterious ways, and I feel like her yabos are representative of that. Well, you never know what you're going to get out of a makeup person. And that last day, <laughs> the intern uh, just stuffed a lot of stuff. Oh, yeah, he did. He's a stuff man. Well, even the daughter has very, very nice breasts. Oh, all right, calm uh, down. <laughs> calm down. But I, I can't calm down. I, I'm ready to go <laughs> at any moment. This 53-year-old kid will never, ever win the, his old man's love if he doesn't win a major <laughs> tournament. I get his dad. His yeah. dad's dead. His dad's 110 years old. What are you talking about? <laughs> nah, he's still kicking it, waiting for that uh, shoe to drop. It gotta be right. Uh, so yeah, yeah, I guess like Ejo is nice to Pippin at one point, and then Pippin's like, everything's cool now. I'm a nice guy again. It's all. I love my wife. Yeah. I love Shooter McGavin. I love golf. Everything's fine. The reason why I've been losing all these tournaments because he's always been the runner-up never the bride mm-hmm. well no no, and... no no he's won he's won every major tournament except this one this one he hasn't yeah. won and for some reason his dad won't love him until he wins every golf tournament <laughs> of course that's how i would be if i was a father absolutely and that's how you will be when you are a father yeah well i'm definitely gonna get a kid from haiti Ooh, and, and we'll cool. see what happens that's pretty cool <laughs> Uh, one thing, this is, a, this is something I genuinely like about this movie. All like Edward James, almost his daughter, his wife, all of them just know how to speak sign language, but yeah. it, for no reason, like it, nobody in their circle is, is deaf. So, they, but they just know how to do it. And so they can communicate with Pippin's deaf wife. And, um, I just think that's just a nice touch. I just like that. They don't make a big deal about them knowing ASL. It's just like, yeah, we know it. We can speak this in Spanish and English. It's fine. It was a nice note. I feel like that should be ubiquitous in school as sign language. I agree. Uh, it just gets your hands to work well. Well, idle hands are the devil's plaything, so they might as well be talking. Exactly. I feel like the one exception to that was Ejo. I, 
I don't think he responds in sign language at any point. <laughs> there is a moment between him and the blonde, uh, the deaf lady, uh, and he just stares at her, kind of winks, gives his own winks, and walks away. Yeah, puts his fingers up as a V over his mouth, sticks his tongue between. Of course, she gets <laughs> yeah. it. She gets it. That's what I, that's what he knows is the V. Yeah, he learned that from the winking dove. Yeah, and Bugs Bunny. Oh, of course, yeah. So we're at the final hole. It's all tied up. It's it's all tied up between Ejo and Pippin. That's it. Head-to-head. Uh, head. They're both minus nine. They got to win this to win the tournament. And, uh, minus ten. Pippin hits a beautiful shot. Oh, gorgeous shot. Uh, big drive. And now it's Ejo's turn. And like George Lopez tells him, there's no pressure except the pressure you put on yourself. Oh, and also all the pressure that's on you right now. But don't even worry about that. So Ejo lines up with his magic golf clubs and he hits a perfect drive that is then caught by a dove, the same winking dove, and dropped into a bush which explodes into flames. Why does this happen? I don't know. I don't I I I I still don't know why it happened. I think it's just uh after all this fun and all this golf, uh we need to get back to God. And a burning bush is the best way to do it. I guess, but like, why? Why do we have God is literally George Lopez is God in this movie, by the way. So literally, yeah. God has been walking with him the entire time, and then for no reason, he goes, "Yeah, get a dove to catch it and light." Let's totally screw him over at the end here. It's very bizarre. Well, they do cut to George Lopez, and George Lopez says, "I have a feeling I know who did that." So either the devil's in charge of these doves this whole time, <laughs> you think these are devil or uh, George Lopez, God, is playing against himself in some way. Yeah, probably that. He's just a, a loser playing chess by himself. Yep. <laughs> I think that's what you got to surmise after that. Makes the most sense. He does seem surprised that it happens, but like... Yep. Come on, man. That didn't accidentally happen. Like, that wasn't a coincidence that all those things took place. This is... A dove opening a gate? I can explain that. A dove catching a golf ball, dropping it into a bush that then explodes into flames? I can't explain that. Yeah, that's a total god move. And you're god, George Lopez. The devil didn't do this. If it was (laughs) the devil, he would probably use, like, an eagle or a hawk or something. Yeah, or a sexy lady. Or a raptor. Yeah, yeah. Like a velociraptor. Oh, I thought, I thought you meant the truck. No. <laughs> no, I'm Buick till I die. Buick till I die, unless it's a beautiful Harley <laughs> Davidson edition Ford F one fifty. Maybe uh, they should have got a Buick to drive through and then light on fire. <laughs> that would have been amazing. <laughs> if like if a Buick had driven onto the course and his golf ball hit it and bounced off and then burst into flames. That would have been great. Like a white Buick with, like, a dove drawn into the side. (laughs) Exactly. So, God told Joe his whole deal was that his mission was to win this tournament, and then God handicaps him on the last hole for no reason. And so... We get to it, Edward James almost, they get to the bush, his ball is a charred little briquette, and he's like, and the guy, and the, I don't know, the course master is like, well, look, you can either play it where it lies, or take a drop, put a new ball down, and take a stroke. 
And uh, and Ijo was like, well, I guess I'll do that then. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. hit this ball that's a charred briquette. All the rubber's melted. My ball is destroyed. I need to do this. Why, God, who's right beside me? Why did you do this? <laughs> so then he chips it, and we see this beautiful shot. Oh, also, we should mention, he can't collect any money from this tournament because he's not a professional golfer. The top prize is $3 million. He can't get that because he's not a professional golfer, but he can get sponsorships, I guess, it's not really explained, but he can get a bunch of sponsorships. So, yeah, yeah profession only professional athletes can accept the purses. Yeah, from these tournaments for some reason. Well, we find out why because it's a plot device. Yeah, but it's dumb. <laughs> it's kind of dumb. Yeah, it's kind of dumb. Kind of doesn't make any sense. And so he's so he's playing to win money so he can pay for the homeless kids' school. That's his whole motivation for doing this is to help is to pay off the mortgage for this homeless kids' school. And so, but then Pippin is playing for the love of his dad, his terrible yeah. sociopathic dad, who is trash from the sounds of it. But that's what Pippin's playing for. So, God just kneecaps Edward James almost and just makes him take this terrible shot. He takes a drop, hits a beautiful chip onto the green. Thought it was going to go in. Turns out it didn't. But beautiful chip nonetheless. You think it's going to go in and then the movie's over, but nope. He still has to putter in. Mm -hmm. So right now, because he had to take that drop, he is now one back on Pippin. So Pippin takes his putt and he uh, drains it. And so, no, wait, no, he misses the first putt, and then he drains the second putt. So all Edward James almost has to do is sink his putt, and then it'll be tied, and it'll go to sudden death. That makes sense, right? Sure. Yeah. But instead, he misses the putt. The putt doesn't go in. Ejo chokes, and he misses the putt. And then George Lopez immediately goes, you missed it on purpose, didn't you? He goes, well, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> Cute. I did it. I'm cute. Yeah, I'm cute. I'm a little scamp. I'm a cute old man. <laughs> so Pippin wins. The 53-year-old Pippin wins the love of his father. Gradual, dig him up and get him to wish you congratulations. By default, Pippin is the winner. Yeah. And you can see it all over his old man face. In the, in the least exciting way possible, he won because someone else lost. Like, and that's really, <laughs> he didn't really win. He just outlasted the guy who lost. Congratulations. We love you. Mm -hmm. So then they, so that's the end. They're all excited. A guy is interviewing, uh, it might be Verity's interviewing uh, Edward James almost. And he goes, hey, hey, man, this is crazy. You're an old man. You won, You did great in this golf tournament. <laughs> Are you, do you believe in God? And Ejo goes, well, I'm a disciple of Al. And he goes, Al? And he goes, the almighty Lord. And I went, shut this off. This movie. <laughs> you james almost shut up get this crap out of here at least a disciple of herb uh hey zeus um anything but al al wasn't uh brought up in oh. this movie at all nobody knows what that means man not even a thing not even a thing no. oh well whatever <laughs> whatever whatever man uh we, we say goodbye to George Lopez. He is dressed like a North Korean general because he's off to North Korea to teach, to deliver a message of human compassion. Weird ending for his character, but fine. 
Yeah, I uh, the North Korean military suit was very weird. It was off-putting. It's, do you think that was in the script or the producers added that? I think that it was just a leftover outfit from Amerigeddon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They they <laughs> used a lot of outfits from that America Baby movie. Uh, of course, yeah. George Lopez cries, which I was very impressed yeah. at. And then uh, I love... So as him and Ejo about to part ways... Uh, George Lopez I keep wanting to call him Green Lantern because I just haven't written down his GL in my notes <laughs> GL yeah yeah. Green Lantern goes I love you and Edward James almost replies with thank you and that's <laughs> that had to hurt that had to kind of hurt oh, yeah. George Lopez a little bit Ejo loves no man and he'll no. never give much, on that back much like Malibu Dan he is straight as frick and you better respect that and then that's it that's the end of the movie and uh, we get the just a real well. What did you think of of like how this movie wrapped up with him losing and everything? Well, Pippin comes over and gives him a check for three million dollars oh, right. uh, to save the orphanage or whatever it is, a uh, homeless kids. Right. That's yeah. The thing we're calling them now. We're not calling them orphans anymore. We're calling them homeless kids. Right. Yeah. I forgot that Pippin gives her his his winnings. I forgot about. Yeah. Yeah. So every everything's saved, and that's the reason for the season. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, I'm a sucker for anything uh, sport-related when it comes to movies. But it's not really an underdog story because... No. <laughs> although you... they're trying to make it out to be because he's so old, they really don't play on that whatsoever. It's crazy to me that like the underdog of this movie is like a millionaire 70-year-old man. <laughs> Yeah. That's that's the scrappy underdog we're rooting for. <laughs> Who refuses care. to give up his retirement to save a bunch of homeless kids. Yeah, couldn't care less about those stupid kids. <laughs> but I loved it. Uh, it really had some weight behind it. I'm sure a lot of money from this didn't go to a bunch of weird religious people. No. And I want more to be made. I agree. This is... My t- my favorite religious movie is Facing the Giants, obviously, right? That's yeah. that's the best that's one. That's the cream. That's Walk- the top. Walking with Herb is a pretty damn close second, I got to say yeah. though. I this movie had a magic to it that I that a lot of religious movies don't have, but this movie just somehow like clicked. Everything just worked great. And maybe it was because of George Lopez and his very trendy hair and his cowardice and not eating a corn dog with a dog. Uh but I just I just really loved this movie. I loved Shooter McGavin. I loved Pippin. Everybody was great. I I can't agree enough. I thought about facing uh, the Giants after watching this because I feel like it's close. It's close to that perfection. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just nail it. And, uh, yeah. you know, th- this movie nailed it. And what better song for us to go out on than the song that this movie goes out on? And you'll know it when you hear it. I also need to point out before we wrap this up that uh, there are no George Lopez bloopers in the credits. And I was I was sure we were going to get George Lopez bloopers, and I was so disappointed that we didn't. So that's the only thing I would change about this movie. Bloopers. I would love to see those bloopers. I do have to mention in the credits that I saw that this was based on a book. Oh, okay. Called The Legend of Bagger Vance. <laughs> Can't wait to find out who we think the bagger Vance is of this one next week. Oh, we're going to get into it. I 
feel like the Baker Vance is going to have some layers in this one. <laughs> You're probably right. Yeah, maybe it's the Winking Dove. I guess you'll have to tune in next week to find out. Yeah. Uh, until next time, I love you. I love you. We, we love, love you. you. Happy New Year! I need a sign to let me know you're here. My hands were in the air when they were playing this in the credits. It's like, this is magic, baby. Oh, yeah. Baby, baby music. Hell yeah. Edward James almost getting laid tonight. I guess we'll play the whole song. Yeah, we're not making it. Drops of Jupiter, man, myself. Uh, I was more of a play that song, man, myself. I'm very bored. Yeah. I won't give up. You don't give up. I won't give up. You don't give up. Oh, beautiful. Maybe this is our you new theme song. It's so wild. I won't give up. You don't give up. I can hear I it. Need a sound.